It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights back in the win column 4-1 over the Arizona Coyotes, 14-4-0 on the year. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, Dan, you look at this game, for me, it really comes down to one thing for the Golden Knights, and it was a really strong defensive effort for 60 minutes. Yeah, that was what Gary brought up at the top of the show. And I think that while the Knights had outscored some of their mistakes toward the end of that trip, Bruce Cassidy has discussed the way that winning streaks tend to go a little bit longer than maybe they should because mistakes are clouded. Um, Just you're getting bounces on most winning streaks of that length. Meanwhile, when it goes the other way, as it had for the Knights the last couple of games, the, uh, the bounces start to go against you. And even if you play pretty well, as the Knights did against the Sharks, it um, it just isn't enough. You've got to find that complete game. And that was what we saw today. They didn't score until the second period, but special teams came through, which it did not the other day against the Sharks. Knights did not score on three chances against San Jose, but the Sharks scored on one of their two power plays. Today, the Knights won for four. Coyotes, 0 for four. And remember that the Coyotes came in with terrific special teams numbers. Number four power play and number seven penalty kill. The Knights turned the tables there, and uh, yeah, they kept Arizona off the board until the last nine minutes of the game, and that goal that Keller got was uh, not exactly a thing of beauty. You know, how much confidence can you pull from a special team's performance like tonight if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, given how good the Coyotes' numbers have been so far this season? Yeah, it's and there's... Two aspects, of course, power play and penalty kill. Mm. I think the power play is a place where the Knights feel more comfortable because they are uh, outpacing themselves from last year for sure. It was the one sour point. Despite a terrific record, the Knights' power play just wasn't producing it. It would, instead of helping create momentum, it would sometimes suck momentum away from the team. This year, uh, you know, they've got 12 power play goals now. You'd like it to be, you you know, you'd like to have a power play goal per game if you could, but I think that they are getting chances in each game on the power play. It's not just two minutes uh, to have control of the puck, that they're really dangerous on most of their power play opportunities. And so if they don't score, they at least get some momentum out of it. Now, that's not like last year's power play. On the other side, the penalty kill, frankly, it has not been. Uh, as trustworthy as it has been in seasons past. And so if there is a, a, a moment like this where you kill off four opposing power plays for the NHL's fourth-ranked power play, yeah, I think that is significant. They need to get more trust in the penalty kill, and maybe today's game is uh, a step in that direction. They block a lot of shots. Goaltender has got to be your best penalty killer, and they have had some clutch penalty killing games. Mm-hmm. But too often it has not come through when you needed it to. For example, the last game against the Sharks. You know, and we've talked about uh, identity over the last couple of days, especially when it comes to the Golden Knights' fourth line against San Jose. Uh, Not typical of their game in the third period, but Bruce Cassidy goes to them to start the third period. Will Carrier comes up with a big goal. You have to like that bounce back from your fourth line. Right, especially given how, you know, we think back to the preseason, Ryan, where 
they uh, had the one game in the preseason and coach called him out and not mm -hmm. just to them but you know he was candid in speaking with us about how he had sent a message the message was clearly received for that last preseason game coincidentally against the coyotes and it carried right in through the regular season but you know you get a little off track down the wrong road or something and you know you forget the identity a little bit that happens over the course of 82 games you know it took you know what 16 games for that to happen and you know what do you do you, you do what you did the last time which is candidly call them out and from what we understand that's what happened <laughs> again <laughs> and what happens here you put them trust you put some trust in there you know bruce uh, you know for those who missed our pregame chat with bruce cassidy uh, he he talks about it not specifically with that group but he talks about what buttons are available to push mm. how sometimes he does push some and not others and how to get a rise out of the guys and it was really interesting how he spoke about it so for those who have missed it on the pregame show, it is on our SoundCloud page. I like to plug it, as you know, Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights on SoundCloud. So if you go to SoundCloud.com or search Vegas Golden Knights, you'll track it down. Nick Haig was our player pregame guest. But I found that particular answer from Bruce Cassidy quite interesting on the pregame show today. You know, a way to challenge the guys. Sometimes you bring something up. And you kind of do it in a way that's joking, but mm -hmm. clearly the message comes across. Sometimes the players get it themselves. And um, here, whatever the method was, proved effective. One guy I don't think you, you need to say too much to is Alex Petrangelo. A goal, two assists tonight. He's uh, got 17 points on the season and, and quietly just going about his business. Is this maybe the best stretch of hockey, at least to start a season, for Alex Petrangelo with the Golden Knights? Yeah, I, I think you're right, Ryan. I, the way I'm, I'm watching Petrangelo play right now and mm -hmm. the way he carries himself in the room, just kind of the conversations you hear and interacting with his teammates, I think this is some of the best Alex Petrangelo in a Golden Knights uniform, and that's saying something because he has been <laughs> so good for long stretches. Um, but I think that his entire game right now has really um, – sparkled and i wonder if um, part of that is the role that he has on the power play right now because as i mentioned a few moments ago the knight's power play was really not very good last year and they couldn't quite find a rhythm or an identity and i think that that kind of stuck with alex as a frustration clearly the power play is not a frustration for him this year he has one power play goal and six power play assists and last year, um, the power play numbers were um, not quite close to that. You go back to his first year with Vegas, he had no power play goals and just four power play assists. So anyway, you, you, you add it all up, and I think that Alex, when you watch him play, just uh, his body language and the, <laughs> the effects show you that he is um, where he wants to be for the most part. And, Ryan, it sounds like we've got Bruce Cassidy coming to the podium downstairs, if you'd Blue like to go to that. All right, sounds great. Here is Bruce Cassidy. That special teams on both sides didn't do you guys any favor tonight. It was exceptional, especially the PK, if you can comment on that. Yeah, I mean, Arizona, one of the things they've done well to win games is, is when they've won is control the special teams battle, get their goaltending, right? And uh, we knew that going in. Um, so that was going to be important to us. And, and I think our power play got better as the game went along and started generating the looks that were available to us. They tend to 
shrink around the front of the nets. There's not a lot of those low down and in plays, so to speak, or into the middle of the ice. So there had to be some shots from the elbow or the top where puck recovery shot and get some traffic. And Petro's goal is a good example of that. We got better with that. And then the third period generated a little more from there too. We didn't score on it, but now you've got action at the net. And so we eventually got to that. The PK I thought was, uh, we made them work hard to get into the zone for one. So now they're expending some energy and some time to get set up. And then I I thought on the contested pucks, we did a good job uh, getting our clears and, and winning our share of those. They had a few close calls around the front of the net, but I think we pushed them to the side of the ice. We'd prefer them being on away from Keller's side more because <coughs> that they lose their righty that drops off on both units. So John did a good job with that, uh, getting the puck where we want as opposed to where they want it. So um, just at the end of the day, they still got some looks, but that was important to us, and, and tonight we're on the right side of it. Owen? Owen Krebs, Vegas Hockey Now. When you have a defenseman in the box, how challenging is it for when they come out and now you have a, a defenseman kind of playing forward? And then also, how do you communicate with a player that's in the box on whether you want them to come back to the bench? Yeah, usually they'll, they'll, they'll go into the zone if the puck's in there, right? That's a standard rule everybody has. Second period's a little more of a challenge, the longer change to get off after that. Sometimes when a D comes out, if the D have been out there in the kill, it's not bad to have a fresh one out there closer to the net and they, they kind of switch with a guy. And then your, your other D kind of acts as a low forward. But uh, they're used to that, and that is talked about where they're going, who they're going to replace, and you hope that the uh, you know that the guys on the ice are not so fatigued that they're not thinking because the guys coming out, re- you know what I mean, replace. Sometimes all you're thinking about is I got to get this puck out. Um, so that 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 goes into it. But a lot of detake penalties. So typically the guys will know how to to switch off and end up in the right spot and. And sometimes, even if you ice, it's not the end of the world, right? You get a breather, you have 3D out there. Um, not ideal, but you can work from that. Jesse. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Um, another three-point night for Alex Petrangelo. He's had a couple of those in the last few. Um, I know sometimes those points just come in waves, but in terms of what you're asking him to do compared to maybe what he was doing last year, what do you think is the biggest difference, and how do you think he's adjusted? Uh, we've asked him to be a little less... Um, I don't want to say conservative because that's not the right word, Jesse, but more under control in the neutral zone, do your job, not be as um, uh, aggressive trying to kill plays. It's a one-two-two, you know, you step up at the right time, otherwise you have to receive the rush and so that you're back defending and not Marty in a forward, so to speak. And there's been days where we've had to remind him because Petro likes to use his instincts and we don't want to take that away from him. Yet we do have a structured system where five guys are you know, expected to each do their part, and, and I thought he's bought into it very well. Um, game gets on the line late, you're behind, that, then it's a little different. You've got to gamble a little bit, but we've asked him less gamble in his game, more uh, predictability, um, and he's done that. The offensive side of things, he's got the freedom to go down, keep pucks alive, um, walk down the, the wall when necessary if he feels he's got a shooting opportunity. When Jack walks up the other side, right, Marty slides to the middle. He can go down. He had a couple good looks that way. Power play, we've asked him to be more of a distributor than a shooter, so good for him for getting one tonight. He was, he was in the right place to shoot. We've asked him to push pucks out to Marsh and and, um, and Jack, so he's lost a bit of – he'll probably – his goal scoring may go down, but hopefully the, the points total, if we're producing on the power play, goes up, and that's a win for everybody. We'll go Chris here, then Chris there. 
<laughs> hey, Coach. Uh, Chris Kalik, Locked On Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Mark Chisot had a lot of energy in the third period, was out there just kind of causing some trouble. Can you speak about his energy level and uh, just what it was like watching basically the entire Coyotes line wanting a piece of him late in the third period? Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I think sometimes he's better when those things are happening, when there's some chirping back and forth. Um, you know, our first period was was okay. I thought we were ready to play, and then a little bit of a lull and good for Coley. You know, mix it up, get the crowd into it, and we we survived a bit of a stretch there where we turned some pucks over and then got going. And Marshy was part of that energy. Um, happy to see him get rewarded with a nice play at the end. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that we rely on for that. We, we could be quiet on our bench at times. You know, Jack's not a real vocal guy. Either is Stevie. Either is Stony. Right. And then Stoney gets into it with some energy, obviously, at times. But So we need some of those different guys and different nights. And Marshy's a guy we want to bring it as long as he doesn't cross the line. I haven't seen that, to be honest with you. He's kept his discipline all year. I don't remember really any bad penalties he's taken um, up to this point. If it is, there are very few. Chris. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bruce, you get the two points, um, but it seemed like maybe at times it was a bit frustrating. Um, you know, some bad penalties, they, they seem to – push the, the physicality a little bit. So just how satisfied are you with the execution tonight? Well, I'll tell you where, for the most part, I thought we played a good hockey game, right? you got to play the game in front of you. you got to be comfortable in one-goal games. And you can't just say, well, you know, tonight we're playing this opponent, so we're going to expect to be able to score at will. It doesn't work that way in this league. We went on the road, scored a lot of goals. Things were happening for us for whatever reason. And some of it was opposition forcing plays, and our transition game really took over. Arizona's not going to allow you to do that. As I said, they're special teams, they're goaltending, and they play that 1-1-3 one, one, where they're relying on turnovers to get going. And in the second period, we, we got sucked into that game a little bit and got away from what we needed to do. They ring one off the post, they get a couple other good looks, and that's where it almost got away from us, and that's what happened recently, right? St. Louis, second period. So I was glad to see the guys get it back, um, and then we started executing better again. So I would say there was a pocket, you asked about execution in the second period that – we need to learn from be better, and we did. We did learn from. We got better, and we're the, clearly the better team in the third. Flipped the switch from now to San Jose the other night where we score early in the third. Why? We got the puck behind him. We worked to get it back, force a turnover, a little ozone play. And So I was happy to see that because that's hockey a lot of nights. Teams aren't always going to engage in that trade chances game. And, uh, you know, we, we settled for what was in front of us, and we ended up winning the game 4-1. to one. So we still got to score some goals. Um, and, and have some fun with the puck. We just had to wait a little longer to, to sort of to, to get rewarded for it. Well, Jesse, then we've got three more over here. We'll wrap it up. Jesse Granger at The Athletic. Uh, we saw Nick Wall leave about midway through the third period. Do you have an update on him? Uh, lower body aggravation, so um, I, that's the only update I can give you. I, listen, I assume he's going to be fine for the, you know, for the game in Edmonton, but um, if you happen to come around to CNA tomorrow, I can fill you in on that. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Lindsay, Danny, to wrap it up. Hey, Bruce, uh, Alan Snell with LVSportsBiz.com. I was kind of curious about your thoughts on Riley Smith and his goal scoring. He's up to nine goals, I think. And is that the kind of goal scoring you're expecting from? Um, well, that that pace would be what in the 30s, probably, if just off the top of my head. So, um, that would be career high probably for him. So I'd, I'd love him to keep this pace up. Uh, didn't have a set number of expectations. I didn't know what line he's going to play with to start of the year or how that chemistry go. He's going to need to score for us to be successful. How much exactly, I, I don't know. But uh, right now he's on a bit of a roll. The puck's finding him. Uh, he's done a good job in the power play, getting pucks to the net. Shorthanded, we, you know, we know what's happened recently with that. 
Uh, his release has been good. Uh, I think that whole line's been good, uh, generating offense, and um, it seems to be a different guy uh, for stretches. So I uh, hope he keeps it up, stays healthy, because you need second. I wouldn't call that secondary scoring, because him and Eichel's line are probably our primary scorers. But if, if Jack's line's not scoring or the power play, then someone else has got to do it. And uh, he's one of those guys that, that we'll, we, we would expect to do it. So I'm good for him, happy for him. Lindsay. Lindsay Brown, Lotus Broadcasting. What's your thought on playing soft gaps while defending zone entries? Um, we play a 1-2-2, two, two, so that all depends on our reloads. Um, if our forwards are coming back with, with back pressure, we can stay up. Uh, if they're not, then to challenge at the blue line could be perilous at times. Uh, if it's an outside entry and we slide and squash and slide together, then we encourage that all day long to defend the, the blue line there. If it's through the middle of the ice, then we've got to back off and, and wait for help. So that's how we, we structure our system. Um, we prefer to give up the blue line and not a good scoring chance off the rush than the, than the inverse. Danny. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Uh, fourth line started up with a goal in the third period. Just the, the, the amount of trust that you have in that group, especially with how Tuesday unfolded for them to come back in the third and start strong the way that they did. Yeah, listen, they've got a role and they've played to a, to a, pretty much to a tee most of the year, right? They're going to have an off night like everyone else. Um, Coley, again, gets involved physically. I think that's important. Um, part of the PK, obviously, Nick plays both special teams. Uh, Will hadn't had a breakaway in a few games. You knew he was due to get in there. Um, but listen, that, that just anytime that, that line scores, it just gives us juice, you know, because they work so hard and they're so, such popular teammates. They do a lot of the dirty work. So it not only is it, 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 yeah, it's a goal on the scoreboard, but your whole bench is lifted, right? The next guys can't wait to get out there and, and follow them up. So uh, they've been excellent for us really have uh, offensive contributions. Um, like I said, starting, playing against whoever the hell they put out there that doesn't phase them, and they, they've stuck to their game for the most part. Thank you, Bruce. Yep. We are... That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's win. And with tonight's goal, the night's win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 4-1, to the final score in this one. 14-4-0, 28 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Nick Waugh left the game in the third period. Bruce Cassidy just said it was a lower body aggravation, assumes that he'll be ready to go for Saturday's game against the Edmonton Oilers, so we will keep tabs on Nick Waugh in the coming days. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. Uh, we're going to go back to the first period. Honestly, the, the opening faceoff because Phil Kessel suited up and started this his 1,000th consecutive game. Phil Kessel in the starting lineup. They dropped the puck underway here at the Fortress, and Phil Kessel has appeared in 1,000 consecutive NHL games. Just an, a, a ridiculous number to 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 hit as a player the NHL's iron man Phil Kessel now sitting at 1000 games and counting. So for the Golden Knights and Arizona Coyotes, no score out of that first period. Some good chances on 
for the Golden Knights. Nothing really of quality for the Arizona Coyotes. So we pick things up in the second period, and the Golden Knights, midway through the period, would get a power play, and Alex Petrangelo would open up the scoring. Petrangelo, Eichel again, right circle, looking left. Marcia so dusted off and shoots off his stick in the slot. Eichel recovers. Petrangelo fires it home. One time shot on the power play. Vegas takes a 1 0 lead. Alex Petrangelo's second of the year from Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau. 12 21 of the second period makes it 1 to nothing. Vegas, a power play goal. The Golden Knights would take a 1 nothing lead into the third period, and they knew they needed a better start in the third than they had on Tuesday against the Sharks. And the fourth line got to work early as Will Carrier took a puck off the wall, attacked the middle of the ice, and scored his fourth goal of the year. Petrangelo right, half wall pinched in to keep the play going. Carrier cuts down low and shoots, he scores! William Carrier extends Vegas's lead. 2-0 Knights, just 32 seconds into the third period. Will Carrier from Nikwa and Alex Petrangelo, just 31 seconds into the third period, made it 2 to nothing Vegas. Shortly thereafter, Logan Thompson would make our AAA insurance save of the game. Here's a right-wing try, kick save, rebound, another stop, Thompson! Logan sprawls out, Jay Theodore looks up to the rafters. Ian McNabb collapsing around the Knights crease. Those guys combined with Logan Thompson to keep the puck out of the net. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Logan Thompson doing his part in five minutes after the Golden Knights opened the scoring in the third period. The captain batted a puck out of midair to increase the Golden Knights' lead. Passes right for Jack Eichel. Jack cycles along. Stevenson sneaks it across. Petrangelo and Stone knocks it in out of midair into the back of the goal. If the goal stands, it would be 3 nothing Vegas with 14 minutes to go. Fifth goal of the year for Mark Stone from Alex Petrangelo and Chandler Stevenson. 5:53 of the third period made it three to nothing. Vegas. The Golden Knights in control of this game with a 3-0 lead, but midway through the period, the Coyotes would spoil the shutout bid for Logan Thompson as Clayton Keller got a bounce for his seventh of the year. Centering try, and it's deflected into the goal. It was a centering pass. Alec Martinez was parked in the crease, and it just tumbled into the goal. It looks like Clayton Keller will lead the celebration. The shutout is broken, and the Coyotes have pulled within 3-1. 8.29 to go third period. So Clayton Keller's seventh of the year from J.J. Mosier at 11.29 of the third period made it 3-1 to one Vegas. With the game winding down, Jonathan Marcheseau made a great play on the forecheck to set up Riley Smith's ninth goal of the year. Coyotes win the draw in their own zone. It's five on five. Puck comes out in front. It's a score! Right in the front of the net mouth, Riley Smith one times it into the back of the cage. Vegas extends the lead. Vegas, 103 to go. Riley Smith from John of the Marches, so 1856 of the third period makes it 4 to 1 Vegas, and all that's left in this one is the final call. Knights win the draw. Final seconds coming off the board. White Cloud will kill the rest of the clock. The horn signals the end of the contest. The final score Golden Knights 4, Coyotes 1. 4-1, to one, the final score of the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the, the Arizona Coyotes to improve to 4 
14-4-0 on the year, 28 points for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. You know. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 4-1, to the final score in this game. 14-4-0 on the year, 28 points for the Vegas Golden Knights. Not too bad in their first 18 games. Vegas next in action on Saturday at 7 o'clock against the Edmonton Oilers. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And for the Golden Knights, they had really good looks in the first period, unable to convert. They have a couple power play opportunities, don't find the back of the net until the second period, and then they kind of take the game over on the first shift of the third period. Your fourth line, Will Carrier, comes through, and then all of a sudden the offensive floodgates open up for the Vegas Golden Knights. They did a great job limiting chances in this game. I wanted to see a defensive effort from the Golden Knights. We got that in spades tonight from Vegas, only allowing five high danger chances in all situations in this game that includes power play opportunities for arizona they had four on the night the fourth best power play in the league and the golden knights penalty kill shut it down without yielding a lot of quality so that is really what you want to see from the golden knights moving forward there's a template in this game it's now up to vegas to replicate that on a night to night basis that's going to do it for us here on the triple a insurance post game show extended post game show in your phone calls that's next presented by dollar loan center this is the vegas golden knights radio network thanks for listening to the vegas golden knights radio network post game show presented by triple a insurance our local coverage continues next with game highlights interviews and your phone call at 702-876-1340 this is the vegas golden knights radio network it's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-1. to one, The final score of the Golden Knights, they defeat the Arizona Coyotes back in the win column. Picking up a couple of points on this three-game homestand before going out for a pair on the road in Edmonton, then in Vancouver. And for the Golden Knights, this was a game that I wanted to see on Tuesday. This was what I wanted to see from the Golden Knights bouncing back from the loss to the St. Louis Blues, where you shut it down defensively. Shut it down defensively. And what I liked about this game wasn't the four goals, though you'll take that. It was the fact that the Golden Knights did not give up much of anything to the Arizona Coyotes. And, like, I know what a lot of people are going to say. Well, it's Arizona. Okay, great. That's fine. But when you are only giving up five high-danger chances through 60 minutes with the fourth-best power play in the league, say what you will about the Arizona Coyotes, they've got 16 power play goals going into this game. That is great work defensively from the Vegas Golden Knights. That's what I want to talk about tonight. 702-876-1340. More impressed with the Golden Knights' defensive game or the fact that they were able to find the back of the net? That's really what I want to know. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show. Wall-to-wall calls. We're talking about a 14-win team in the Golden Knights. Get to dialing right now. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? 
I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So, um, in comparison to the last game, felt like special teams really locked it down and did what they needed to do today. Arizona Coyotes had several shots on, not shots, um, chances at the power play and have been a surprisingly good power play team. So, it was great to see that the power play, uh, the penalty kill is still very strong out there. And this is just totally random, but was looking at the stats. And I love that Mark Stone's goal is recorded as the shot type as a batted. I don't know that I've ever actually seen it listed <laughs> like that before. Yeah, that is a that is a new one for me uh, as well, but it's exactly what it is. And, you know, players these days, they're so, so good with hand-eye coordination and being able to make that play that I, I think you have to put a different qualifier on it now. Yeah, I mean, just like being able to win games in different ways, they're getting goals in different ways. I mean, mm-hmm. wrist shot, we had a wrist shot, a slap shot, a batted shot, and a power play goal. So, yeah, I mean, you'll take them. the love, do it. <laughs> you'll take them all day long. Uh, what are you more impressed by, the, the defensive effort tonight or uh, the, the goal scoring? I, I think the defensive effort and the special teams effort, uh, especially on the PK, like they – we're not going to let Arizona score. Like, they eventually got one in. And you know what? When you have three points on the board already, it'll happen. You you can accept that. And they didn't let it snowball. They went right back out there and scored again and shut them down. All right. Great stuff as always, Stephanie. Thanks for the call. I, I called for a defensive effort like what you saw tonight from the Vegas Golden Knights because I believe this game is a template for how the Golden Knights are going to have to play night in and night out to be the team they want to be, they aspire to be come the end of the season. So uh, uh, to me, this one was an absolute step in the right direction. 702-876-1340, that's the number I want to hear from you. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, you know, make no mistake, that was Arizona, yes, but that same effort, identical effort, would be 90 to 95% of all NHL teams. That's what really counts here. My question, uh, one of the questions I have is that high danger of being only five, mm-hmm. was the goal that trickled in under uh, under Thompson, was that considered a high danger goal? I couldn't imagine that it would be, uh, no. to be honest with you. Like, it, it's not even a play, right? Like, it's just Clayton Keller throwing the puck to the net. It bounces off of Alec Martinez. Like, that's more than anything a pass through the net mouth than it is an actual quality scoring chance. So what exactly constitutes a high-danger chance then? The cl- proximity to the net and, and, and a likelihood of the puck going in, right? Like it, it's, it's not a perfect system. Like when you think about Will Carrier, he is a very high-expected goal high-quality, high-danger scoring chance type of player because where does he bring the puck? Right to the net. So every time Will Carrier gets a puck to the net, it's deemed a higher-quality scoring chance because of the proximity to the net and the likelihood that those types of plays will result in a goal. So not all high-danger chances are created equal, but if you look at where the Golden Knights were giving up shots, a lot of it was to the outside and from far distance. And usually, if you've got good goaltending, those are not going to go in with a, with a higher likelihood. Therefore, they are medium-danger, low-danger scoring chances. Okay, uh, that is one of the, the great mysteries to me of hockey is are there a group of people who decide that that's a high-danger chance or does one person make that decision? 
Well, it's it's all kind of relative, right? Like I I use natural statric to kind of keep track of where the the scoring chances are and, and what I and it backs up what I'm seeing with my eyes. But it's a formula based on again proximity to the net of the shot being taken. It takes into account whether or not it's on a pass, uh, a quick type of shot, and then it also takes into account probability of those types of plays resulting in goals. That's what gives you uh, whether or not a, a, a shot is a quality scoring chance, a high danger chance, whatever terminology you want to, to say. There's a lot of different formulas, and a lot of people have those for me. Uh, one of the one of the sites that I trust in terms of, of deciphering that, though, is natural statric. Yeah, I, that's certainly one of the top ones, if not the... Uh, oh, just one other thing. Dreisaitl is out Saturday. Is he not still out? I I don't believe Leon is out. I'm fairly certain that he played last night against the Kings. Oh, he's back. Oh, so okay. So they're much higher. Uh, they're speaking of high danger chances. That we're going to see some on Saturday, obviously. Well, it, it, it kind of depends, Mike. And you know, thank thank you for the call. When it comes to the Oilers, um, you know, we know what McDavid can do. We know what Leon Dreisaitl can do. Without Evander Kane in the lineup, who who was injured, and and fortunately for Evander Kane, and, and obviously for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, he was able to get immediate medical attention when he had his his uh, his arm cut by a skate. He's going to be out for a while, three to four months. Um, the Oilers lack, in my estimation, depth scoring, and I do not like their goaltending or their defense at the moment. I think their goaltending can grow. I don't think that their defense is going to be something that really holds them in games or at least is the caliber that you're going to need for the Oilers to become a like true contender. High danger chances are going to exist. It's going to be difficult to shut down Connor McDavid, but if you're able to just get bodies in front of them and clog things up, it makes it a lot more difficult. And for the Golden Knights in a zone defense, how does that contain Connor McDavid? We'll find out, but you know, the, the fact of the matter is the Edmonton Oilers are also going to feed the Golden Knights mistakes, and it's up to Vegas to capitalize on those. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? I'm doing great. Nice game tonight. Let me, let me just say one thing. That The one thing that really, really impressed me mm-hmm. was the fact that our, our D, never, not one player in the defense ever seemed to stand still. They were moving, moving, moving. Even when they lost the puck and, and we had to go back on, uh, we had to retreat. Nobody seemed to be standing still for anything. I, I that really impressed me. Yeah, you know what? Moreover, I want to say, hats off to Butch Cassidy. I mean, Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. He has done a marvelous job with this team, and the way he's rebounded from the last game was just amazing. I think we got a great coach and a great mm-hmm. team this year. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tim. I, I agree with you on Bruce Cassidy. Um, he's a great coach and and super honest when it comes to his commentary on his players privately and also publicly to the media. And you know, if you if you really hone in on what Bruce is saying in his answers post game, after practices, you really glean what type of communication he is giving to his players and I think that openness that honesty uh, really allows everyone to dial in understand what their roles and their identity are within the team and then you go out and execute and if you execute based on how Bruce sets things up within a system 
you're going to find a lot of success, and you're seeing that early with the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephen. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? I'm doing great tonight, Ryan. I'm feeling very satisfied after a win like that, and I know it's the Coyotes here. I feel, I feel like people disrespect them a lot. I feel like they're a really hardworking team, that, and mm-hmm. they can get teams on any given night, but I'm feeling really good after what I thought was a definitely one of the most complete games I've seen the Knights play this year. Yeah, I agree with you. I would I would say this is one incredibly complete game for the Golden Knights. Every aspect you kind of wanted to check a box off, you were able to do it. You you got more than two goals uh, tonight, so you checked that box. You were able to really clamp things down defensively. You only give up one goal. You check those boxes, and then you win the special teams battle. And you know, for a a Coyotes team that is really strong from a special teams perspective, the number four power play in the league, the number seven penalty kill in the league. Uh, you got to take that all day long if you're the Golden Knights. I was absolutely worried about the Coyotes' power play. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie with how the penalty kill for the Knights has kind of been a little bit struggling to start the season off. I was actually afraid that if the Golden Knights were not disciplined and gave up some penalty tonight that the Coyotes would have some opportunities. But uh, special teams... They had a complete 180 on the PK. They were great tonight. Mm-hmm. Power play, even though they only got one goal, I think tonight was probably one of their best power play performances of the game of the season so far. So uh, special teams, in my opinion, was the uh, highlight of the night tonight. They, they were fantastic. Um, defense played very well, both PK and on five on five. Uh, th- those two things alone, to me, were what defined the night tonight. Um, just an overall fantastic game in that regard. Yeah, you know what, Stephen, thank you for the call. I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I am going to lean heavily, heavily to the defensive side of the puck. I, I love the Golden Knights' defensive game. A lull a bit there early on in the second period, but then everything kind of got right back on track. And I would say for large pockets within this one, the Golden Knights were the better team, certainly defensively, and it fed their offense in the third period. And then you get a special team's performance against one of the better special teams teams in the league. You're going to take that offset every single night. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Were you more impressed by the Golden Knights defensively tonight or that they were able to find the back of the net with some regularity and put up four goals? That's what I want to hear from you in regards to a 14-4-0 Vegas Golden Knights team. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 4-1 to the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the Coyotes. Vegas improves to 14-4 and 28 points on the year. We'll take on Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers Saturday at 7 o'clock. That should be a fun one. I'm really looking forward to Vegas and Edmonton the first time this season. 702-876-1340 to your postgame show. Want to hear from you. More impressed by the Golden Knights defensively tonight or offensively tonight? That's kind of the big question for me. Uh, I go and I lean toward defense because that's how I think the Golden Knights continue to put wins on on the board and, and points in the bank. Uh, but I, I am curious to see where you go tonight after a four-goal output from the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in AJ. AJ, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so I, I agree with you. I, I think defensively we're dominating. But my question was of neither the defense or offense. I was wondering what you think 
is going to happen with the goalies. They're doing so well. Mm-hmm. Do they maintain the two games on, two games off, or does it change somewhere down the road here? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's been more two games for Logan, one for Aiden. It's kind of been two to one, two to one, two to one uh, the entire season. I think that if you're looking at it right now, I would say Logan Thompson's pretty clearly this team's preferred starting goaltender. Aiden Hill's been fantastic in a backup role, and I think that's kind of the dynamic that Bruce Cassidy's going to want to see continue. But that only depend like all of that depends on the goaltenders, right? Like it depends on Logan continuing to play well. It depends on Aiden continuing to play well in a backup role. And if one guy falters, uh, like say Logan falters for a couple of games, if you want to go to Aiden Hill back to back or uh, two games in a row, is he able to run with it and and get some wins for you? Um, Goaltenders are going to really determine what happens based on their play. And I think that's really the main thing for the Golden Knights. You want to keep running it like this because it's working great. Uh, but, you know, if, if there's no change, then I think you, you don't change anything. It, it's running well right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wise word. Thank you. All right, yeah, thanks for the call, AJ. It is an interesting question. Uh, just because goaltending was going to be such a hot-button issue for the Golden Knights this season, it, it hasn't been a problem at all. And, and I know that the Golden Knights had given up three goals in a game for six consecutive games, but you get a pretty strong performance tonight from Logan Thompson, not super busy in in terms of dangerous, dangerous looks, but he made all the saves he needed to make and should have made in this game, and that's all you can ask for if you're a coach in the National Hockey League. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in John. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. How you doing tonight, boss? I'm good. I was impressed because they've dropped the last two. They're Mm -hmm. 0-0 after the first period, and they come out for two on the board and take the lead. I think that showed a little something there in itself. Yeah, I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I, I thought that their start to the second period was a little sluggish, but then, you know, you get the Keegan Colasar fight. There's a little more energy in the building. All of a sudden, the Golden Knights start to tilt the ice again, and, and second periods have been an issue. The fact that they were plus one in the second period and then took the game over in the third on the first shift of the third period from their fourth line that did not do the job, uh, on on Tuesday, I, I thought it was a great response. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for them this year. I think they're going to do well. Just All right, hopefully fam- we stay away from that injury bug. Yeah, exactly, John. Thanks for the call. Uh, injuries uh, for for the Golden Knights last year that defined their season. So far this year, the season has been defined by how lucky. I would say the Golden Knights have been in terms of staying away from injuries. Uh, not much this season for the Golden Knights. Now, Nick Waugh did leave the game in the third period. Bruce Cassidy, after the game, described it as a lower body aggravation. So we'll see in the next day or so whether or not Nick Waugh will be available for uh, Saturday night's game against the Edmonton Oilers. I would expect that he will based on commentary tonight from Bruce Cassidy, but things can change over the course of 24 hours. We'll take a break. Be back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back a recruiter. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights handle business, take care of the Arizona Coyotes. 4-1, to one, the final score in this one. Vegas improves to 14-4-0 on the year, 28 points. 
for the Vegas Golden Knights, and this was a game largely won because of defensive structure for the Vegas Golden Knights. There is a template in how this game unfolded. The Golden Knights did not yield much in terms of quality scoring chances against, and when that happens, this team can frustrate opponents, even opponents that are structured like the Arizona Coyotes, who have to rely on being solid and not really taking too many risks. What ends up happening... The Arizona Coyotes take a couple of risks early on in the third period. The Golden Knights open the game and score some goals, and all of a sudden Vegas is skating to a relatively easy three-goal win. The Golden Knights are next in action on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers. That's a 7 o'clock puck drop up in Edmonton. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bob Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air, and thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your opinions and your input. Until Saturday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.